other favorites? Oh yes, well, the Hotel St. Cecilia oh, was yes. taking the um, historic house that was on the property and then building new buildings, and that was just a great, great client, Liz Lambert, great vision, mm -hmm. good budget, and beautiful site. And once when I went over there to see it after it had opened, there was a mother and with some little kids and they had spread out a blanket on the grounds and they were having a picnic and I just thought, mission accomplished. Yes. That they would feel the site because it was such a beautiful site and we just tucked these new hotel rooms back in there but it's a 14 room um, for a boutique hotel. Right. That was a fun one. Um, the Texas State Cemetery was a a big high point for me. That was a big, I was the project manager and um, that was with Texas Parks and Wildlife. And there were 16 state agencies involved in it because it was Bob Bullock's pet right. project. So I had to navigate that, all of that with those state agencies and everybody. They were all you know, fighting for his favor and attention. And, that was a Lake Flato, wasn't Lake it? Lake Flato was the design architect. So I got to work with them. Yeah. Thrilling. And really, in a, in a landscape architect, they brought Jim, Jim Keeter from San Antonio. Oh, was, I worked for him. Oh, Tony. I was just going to say, just, you know. It's amazing. Amazing. Wow. Right out of school. Is he alive? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't checked on I don't him in know. a long time. Oh, we should find that out. We should. I was so impressed with him and his manner and really learned a lot from how he yeah. conducted himself. Laura David used to tell me good stories about the cemetery project. Oh, it was fascinating. We relocated how many graves? Confederate graves. Confederate graves, mm -hmm. 28 of them or something. And so I was, and I kept my pearls in my desk drawer because my office was three blocks away and I had to go every time there was a funeral. You can't close a cemetery. You just have to stop action. Oh. So I would just, I had my black jacket and my pearls in the office and I would just throw them on and just run over there and I just saw amazing. Like when Mrs. Shivers died, mm -hmm. I got to, you know, I just had to go be sure that all the workers were quiet and that everything was handled properly. So that was a real fun project. But seeing those bodies exhumed was beautiful. I was so wary of walking up and seeing it, but there was just, there were only bones. And, mm -hmm. But it was fantastic, and this is something you'll appreciate, is that they, the archeologists set up shop in an old greenhouse on the site. They, they cleared the site first and exhumed the bodies, exhumed the graves, let's call them. I mean, they were remnants and, and meticulously cleaned and examined every tiny item they took out of the graves and then they were reburied were put back in different boxes and buried because every it was just uh, the boxes were deteriorated right? they were gone the coffins yeah. were gone clothing was gone there were button metal buttons bones i remember laura telling me there were like so our nylon stock that was the unbelievable one it was a 1950s grave and it was the wife of a soldier and, and they he found had married nine, they found nylon stockings in there but with the team of archaeologists came this older woman the illustrator and she drew 
everything. Not the bones, but they, she drew the buttons, the buckles, the belt buckles, wow. because they said that they could not replicate as well with photographs as they could her drawings. I'd, I'd love for you, I'll show you the book. They produced a they beautiful produced book. A book. Yeah, of her drawings and all the findings that they. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Nice. And then that I was wanted. That's a good one. Yeah, that was a great one. And and this especially with my anthropology. Mm -hmm. And then the other highlight was doing Thirst, which was a public art project. I don't know if you're aware of it. I don't know about oh, that. Oh well, it was Tell so me. well. Um, it was a Robert Rauschenberg Foundation funded project and Women in Their Work, which is a local arts organization. I've been around for 30 plus years. Chris Cowden is the head of it. And they, the Rauschenberg Foundation asked, I don't know how many arts organizations throughout the United States to submit ideas for projects that were sort of in the vein of Rauschenberg that they would fund public art projects. And I saw Chris Cowden and she said, I need to talk to you. And she had already contacted Bailey Liu, who is a wonderful visual artist, or artist, works in various media. And so I got together with Bailey and Chris and we just sat around and brainstormed about how to do a big public art project that would, we just thought, well, you know, the drought is, this was during our drought. The drought is oh, on everyone's mind, yes. And so we came up with this wild idea mm -hmm. of putting a tree. dead tree in the middle of Lady Bird Lake. And we were selected. Very few, I can't remember how many were selected in the United States, but we won this grant. But that was just the tip of the iceberg. And Chris Cowden, bless her heart, she was just, she was the best leader. She was just right behind us, just, um, you know, whatever we needed, she would raise money for. And wow. she found a ranch right outside of town. We started, you know, thinking, oh, well, we'll just get a tree right on the edge of the lake and pluck it up. And this was during our naive ignorance is bliss <laughs> phase of the project <laughs> and then you start thinking about what is the public going to do if you just yank a living tree out of a parkland you know that like er, that's not going to happen anyway i could talk about thirst for a long time but it was a collaborative effort extraordinaire we found a dying tree on a ranch outside of town excavated it Moved it. Yeah, I mean, wow. painted it, took the leaves off, on and on and on, figured out a way to drive a steel pile down into the bottom of the lake. And we had to, we had to go to, we had 50, over 50 meetings with various city mm -hmm. entities getting, and, and, and yeah, did, and Thirst even had an address, because to get the site permit, it had to have an address. You can imagine what we went through, but we did it, and we barged it down, towed, you know, lifted it. Uh, it was just a blast. It was a 38-foot cedar elm that was painted white that was up for three months in the middle of the lake. I remember there was a flood. Two. Yeah. I mean, yes, it brought the rain. Everybody just couldn't. I mean, it was mm -hmm. shocking that we had two floods in the middle of the drought. 
but it ruined our installation. But we would, we would, you know, motivate and Chris, we need five thousand more dollars. Oh, sure. So it took. A, it was just the collaboration of all the kind of people that it took from tow truck drivers to painters to. It's fascinating.